At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour three of VSIN Prime Time, presented by BetMGM, alongside the desperate Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Eleven months of just mopping the floor with you for our head-to-head bets. I mean, we did three months of NFL and college football picks. I smoked you, absolutely obliterated you. I got one cigar, and now Sean, who trails by. 18 is desperate. Maybe more than that yeah. at this point. We haven't even fully counted. Before, before we go to our guests, yeah. uh, J.J. Starlin has entered the transfer portal. Yeah. Notre mm-hmm. Dame down to five scholarship players. So it's funny. Sean does these things. Like, he'll tweet at me, like, three days after a decommitment. And be like, oh, did you know this? Yeah, of course I knew J.J. Starling hit the transfer portal. Just saying. Thanks. Remember, Duke... UNC, that game happened. I know you didn't watch, but it, watched, it did happen. And we won, swept them. I did not watch. All right, let's bring in our next guest, Josh Applebaum. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. Josh, always great to have you on. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting time of year, uh, especially for the way that you like to bet, right? Which is, you know, stinky lines, which is what I call them, or you know, <laughs> contrarian bets. Because this is the time of year where, you know, a lot of people wake up and they say, I don't know where Furman's located, but I'm taking him. You know, this is that type of year. So uh, when you go about being a contrarian, especially in the first round, uh, how is there a method to your madness? Are you finding yourself taking more favorites than underdogs? How does it is is there a way that you go about your normal contrarian style, knowing that this is the time of year that people like to take the dogs? Tim and Sean, it's great to be with you. And you hit the nail on the head here, Tim. You know, as a contrarian better, this is my founding philosophy. I wasn't always a contrarian when I first started betting on sports. I did all the basic things that I know now to avoid. I would bet my favorite teams. I would bet the obvious teams. I bet a lot of parlays. I bet a lot of favorites, bet a lot of overs. You know what I learned very quickly, guys, is that that's not a recipe for success. So when I kind of learned my first job in the industry, uh, kind of being introduced to contrarian betting, it really opened up a new world for me, looking at betting against the public, not wanting to be with the public. So that was a foundational thing that I started to see a little bit more success. But there are certain times of year in certain situations where contrarian, it's pretty much on steroids. It becomes better than other times of the year. So you look at the NFL, that's just a great contrarian sport week to week. It's the most heavily bet sport. Playoff Super Bowl, obviously. You saw it with, obviously, you know, Kansas City as the contrarian play coming up big against the Eagles. 
You know, bowl games in college football are really heavily bet, but March Madness really takes the cake for going contrarian because you mentioned it, Tim. Number one, you have an influx of public betting. You you have a lot of betters here, especially with sports betting legalization spreading. By the way, guys, I got my apps loaded up in Massachusetts. We just went legal with mobile. So with over 35 states now legal and more people wanting to bet for the first time, March Madness just becomes even that much more of a public event. It was already a huge public event. So with that being said, you're going to get an influx of recreational money who, as you mentioned, Tim, they don't really care about line movement, betting percentages, system matches, any of that stuff. They're going to bet favorites because, quote unquote, better teams should win or cover. They're going to bet on a lot of overs. Whoever's the higher seeded team or better seeded team, they'll take them as well. Big name schools, they'll bet on them as well. So whole point being, you get all, you get to these games that are all uh, you know, heavily bet primetime games, influx of public betting. So therefore, what I want to do is bet against the public because you have more public now in these March Madness games than any other time during the year. And it's a lot of uninformed money who, again, didn't grind with us week to week, day to day in college. They're getting in now just because they want to be part of the action here. So make it easy on yourself. Bet against the public. Look for teams getting less than 50% of bets. But really what I like are the more extreme examples, less than 30%. Uh, and what you want to do, go to vcin.com slash splits. Percentages now are important, guys, but I'll give it a couple days. Just yeah. let the public have their say. These bets are going to really build up. But to the two most contrarian bets to bet against the public as of now, uh, one would be St. Mary's. This one's really interesting, guys, because hmm. you mentioned it, Tim. Typically, I'm going to take a lot of dogs, but sometimes there are those trendy dogs that I want to bet against. St. Mary's is playing VCU. St. Mary's is a four-point favorite in that matchup, but St. Mary's is only getting 24% of bets right now at DraftKings. 76% are taking the trendy dog with VCU here. So this would be an example of betting against the public actually going with St. Mary's as the favorite. And the other most uh, contrarian play so far, guys, is Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon is playing Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga is now a 16-point favorite. You expect a blowout win with a good team like Gonzaga against a small little school, Grand Canyon. Only 29% of bets on Grand Canyon. Uh, but according to Ken Palm, he has Grand Canyon losing by 12 points. So if he's got a 12-point game, I'm super against the public in this one. That's kind of a hold your nose and take Grand Canyon in the points. But again, guys, give it a couple days. But these are just kind of the, the philosophical edges that I look toward when I'm betting March Madness. Yeah, and and Josh Applebaum joining us here. Check out his uh, podcast, VEASAN Morning Bets. Great way to start your day. Um, you know, Josh, that's what I wanted to hit on because this is the rare instance in college basketball, right? College basketball, throughout the regular season, you get lines that come out the night before. For, so for your Saturday slate, they come out Friday, mid-afternoon, early evening, right? So there's not a ton of time, but you could pick up on, hey, where's the public going to be? This is almost like a football situation, right? Where we get the lines that come out on Sunday, they're bet all week. So should you wait if you want to go full contrarian here until Wednesday or Thursday to fully grasp where the public is going to be all in? Because look, your average Joe there in uh, in Boston, you know, betting 22 to win 20, which is, hey, I'm not knocking it. Whatever you want to bet, that's fine. But your average Joe is probably not firing until Thursday morning. It's a great point by you, Tim. So someone told me a long time ago, someone I really respected, a mentor of mine, they always told me bet favorites early and bet dogs late. And that kind of has, it's not always going to be the case here, but that's kind of just a basic principle that I've abided by for many years. I think there's a lot of validity to it, especially when you get to March Madness, because Tim, you mentioned a lot of these games are not being bet right now. The public is more excited about filling up their bracket than they are betting on these games. Then when the games get closer, the tickets will, will obviously increase here. But to your point, I want to look for inflated lines. I want to be contrarian. I want to look at a lot of dogs. But I want to let the public really, you know, let them let them get pounded by the media bias, the commentators, the talking heads saying this team's great. This team's terrible. This is going to be an upset. They're going to get a lot of media bias over the next few days. And that's going to shape their opinion about how they approach uh, like to approach these games. So what I would like to do, guys, is look for inflated lines. What that means is you're getting multiple points off the opener. So, for example, if there's a dog out there, we don't have many right now. So give it a couple days. But if there's a dog that opens, maybe let's say plus three. Uh, everyone loves the favorite. They think it's going to be a blowout win by the favorite. Favorite goes from minus three, let's say to minus five. Uh, it's, favorite's getting 80% of bets, really public play, popular play. If you're going to bet the favorite at minus five, yes, you're with the line move, but you're getting the worst of the number. So uh, what I like to do, guys, is look for the biggest uh, inflated line opportunities. If you're a dog, uh, two points or more off the opener, you open plus three, now you're five. By the time you know the first round rolls around, I'll be buying low on all those dogs that the public thinks has no shot at. So it's a great point by you, Tim. Wait it out. The data is going to be, the data is always real, but it's the strongest 
when you have the highest amount of ticket counts. So look for those inflated lines. Look for multiple points off the opener. You also have a Ken Palm edge. That really gets me excited about those spots. We're talking once again to Josh Applebaum. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. A couple games that do strike your fancy here early on. I don't know which side you're on. Hopefully we're on the same side here. <laughs> uh, I So I was on with, uh, with JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, on Sunday morning. And he mm-hmm. said, before you sign off, What's a what's a mid-major that you really like? I said, Drake. I really like Drake. Then the matchup comes up on Sunday, and they're playing Miami. Line opens four, quickly bet down to three. I was able to grab some three, and now it's pretty much two and a half across the board. I think there's a rogue three or so. So how do you look at this game? Is this a, is this a, a favorite that's overvalued or undervalued, I should say, in Miami? Or do you look at the Drake Bulldogs here? So I'm with you, Tim. I like Drake in this matchup. My only concern is that, you know, it's a 12 versus five every year. You're going to have at least one of these upsets, 12 over five. I don't love it when like us, I like, I want no one to be talking about Drake, Tim. I don't want a (laughs) lot of these talking heads to be talking about how uh, scary Drake is and could upset uh, Miami. I'd rather they get zero attention or get completely dismissed. But what has the market been doing? This is a game here where one of the biggest line moves I wrote about in the Sharp Report uh, for today is toward uh, Drake in this spot. Miami, Florida, who had a really good year, had a ton of big wins, really impressive team. They got a really good backcourt, a bunch of really good scorers here. They're a big public play. Miami's getting around 60% of bets. It's not huge, but they are getting the lion's share of the tickets. Yet, to your point, Tim, you nailed it. This game opened Miami, Florida, minus four, minus three and a half, got down to three, got down to two and a half. Now I'm seeing some books juiced up like they may even get down to two. So this is some really drastic line movement toward Drake. Ken Palm does have Drake just losing by two points. So I think if you get two and a half or more, you're kind of within that uh, that angle of being an actionable discrepancy play. Uh, what I would look toward, though, guys, is my only concern is when you see an early move, is it a head fake? You know, mm-hmm. Billy Walters is the king of this. Does he really like Miami, Florida? So he bets Drake early, drops the number, gets Miami at a lower number to hit him and, and go the other way. That would be my only concern, guys. But you can't really, you know, predict something that you don't have any uh, intel about. As of now, it looks like Drake's a pretty sharp bet. And if Ken Palm had this as a five-point game, I'd be a little nervous. He's got it as a two-point game. I think we get Drake two and a half or more as of now. I think Drake's the play there, Tim. All right, let's go Bulldogs. Hopefully they can uh, get it right. That's the Indy. <laughs> that's the Iowa bracket, by the way. All three teams in the state of Iowa located in the Midwest region. Yeah, Josh, talk about contrarian plays. I went, I went real contrarian. I bet against every Big Ten team except Purdue <laughs> in the first round. So, uh, well, you can't technically bet I against think- Purdue yet. I I I'm, I took I think Purdue's the only one that's advancing. Um, to do a little parlay, and I think I got real good closing line value on this one because the Big Ten stinks. It, <laughs> it you know it stunk at the beginning of the year. <laughs> the line moved, well, it's stinking worse, and the line closed with Penn State in the Big Ten championship game. So. <laughs> well, speak speaking of that real quickly because another play that you have involves a Big Ten team, Maryland West Virginia. Josh, before we let you run, what do you see here with? Uh, Almost heaven and uh, Maryland. Yeah, take me home country roads. Sean, I'm so glad you mentioned this because this is a fishy, and this is another thing to look for. There's 10 tips, vison.com for betting March Madness that I wrote about, but a fishy line that doesn't make any sense. I'd be looking toward West Virginia here, guys. They're minus two. They got up to two and a half. They're still around two, but why is it fishy? Because if you look at these seedings, guys, you have uh, West Virginia as the nine seed, Maryland as the eight. Why is the nine favored over the eight? This is something that you can use betting against rankings and fishy spots all year long. Obviously, you're betting against uh, a a worse conference versus a really good battle-tested conference. Huggins has been there, done that. I like West Virginia there. I just go money line. I'm not going to let a buzzer beater or weird backdoor cover hit me there. He is Josh Applebaum. Follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. Good luck, Josh. We appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Go UVM plus 11. (laughs) At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any. MGM Casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your st- sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Thanks to Josh Applebaum, as always, for joining us. Josh is on uh, West Virginia money line against the Terps. That is the South Region 8-9 game and also likes uh, my Drake Bulldogs. As long as Drake the rapper doesn't bet on Drake, I feel okay about my bet. So uh, Sean has been in desperation mode all day, and, I, and I've come to a, a realization and I think a fair trait. So we spent 13 weeks on this show. Every Friday, we had confidence picks. And they amounted to as many as 20 points, but you could also have negative points, too. And that equated 13 weeks of head-to-head competition. Six games every week because we had the big dog of, of an underdog of seven or more. And that equaled one cigar. And we both did well. I did a little better. I beat you 57 to 28. Uh, producer Britain, if you want to know, finish with negative 16. So if you want to make that true value, which was I was 57 over 28, I should get 29 cigars. If you want to do that, I will give you Duke at your 50 to 1. So you think about that. I'll pass. Okay. Yeah, I'll pass. So, chick, no big deal. Um. I mean, I know you're in desperation mode because the I clock guess. is the clock is ticking. This competition ends after the NFL draft. You're down 18. You're trying to throw a pale mare. This is like, you know, when you don't go to class ever and then you show up and you're like, but professor, what if I do extra credit? Can I, and then I get an A? It's like, well, you didn't, weren't here the whole time. 11 months it took me to, to continually kick your ass. I'm not just going to give it up for some silliness. And I know there are a couple of people out there, but I have figured out a way if you want to give me 
what I earned, which was a 29-point victory over you in our head-to-head competition, give me 29 cigars for that, I'll give you 50 to 1 on Duke, <laughs> which is what you have in pocket. No, no, I'm fine with where we're at. Okay. Yeah, so you actually would take the lead. Oh, so I, think you're, I think you're up a little more than 18. So let's say I'm up 20. Yeah. Then it would be... The difference would be 28 because you already gave me one, so that would give me 56. Then you would maybe cut it down to six. Ah, I'm good. I don't care. I'm good. Just, I just, I'll let you gloat a little bit. I think, I mean, that, think that's it's... fair. That's fair. All right. Um, well, all right, let's run through. So you really like, and I don't disagree, uh, Sean has rolled with at 4-1 to one, Arizona to win the South region. Arizona opens with Princeton. They'll get the winner of Missouri, Utah State. Then they'll get Creighton, NC State, Baylor, UCSB, and then maybe most likely Alabama in the South. Sean likes Arizona. I don't disagree. Uh, the bracket that I submitted to uh, VEASAN.com had Arizona coming out of that South region as well. So uh, any long shots that intrigue you? If San Diego State was more than 9-1, to one, that would intrigue me, but that's that's too short for me. I, I would like San Diego State. If San Diego State, which I believe they will, gets to the Sweet 16, I will take San Diego State plus the points against Alabama, more than likely. But I just at nine to one, not not racing to take it. That would be the only team I would look at. Other than that, yeah. I, no I, thanks on Virginia. No thanks on West Virginia. I mean, it t- it's telling you something. By the way, what the odds makers think of Virginia. Sitting there at 15 to 1. They have longer odds than West Virginia, who's the nine seed in that region. West Virginia, the four seed, who's playing the Paladins from Furman in that first round. Yeah, I'm not on anything else than right. that. No, just we're just talking it out. All right. The East region, the East region, um, I think could be the most wide open. This one I think is fascinating. It has Purdue, who is your favorite mm-hmm. at DraftKings at plus 220. Tennessee and Marquette are at plus 425. Tennessee's the four seed. Marquette is the two seed. Your Duke Blue Devils at 8-1 to one to win the East region. Kansas State at 10-1. to one. Kentucky at 12-1. to one. Memphis at 15-1. to one, Or excuse me, uh, Michigan State, I beg your pardon, at 15-1. to one. And Memphis sitting there at 16-1. to one. Anything intrigue you in this one? No, nah, because I have Duke at 50 to 1 already to win it all. So I'm probably just going to sit this out. Uh, the only thing that might intrigue me is uh, a two way play taking Memphis and FAU at 16 and 20 to 1. I just think with their guard play, they can get hot. They're athletic. They could make a legit run because I think both of them present problems for Purdue in round two. So I could see a scenario where I could back Memphis or FAU, but I already have Duke at 50 to 1. So I'm going to sit tight in this region. But. I would not be shocked if the winner of Memphis and FAU, you know, makes some real noise. I, I think this region, which will conclude at Madison Square Garden, has a real chance to just be really wacky. And, you know, I was talking to Gil Alexander uh, on a numbers game earlier this morning, and he said he might roll with Purdue because it, it feels like it's super contrarian. Hey, you know, Purdue at one point in time was the best team in basketball, but I just don't think that's the case right now. That Not the way that they've been playing. They were fortunate to not blow a massive lead yesterday against Penn State. So I think Memphis is going to be incredibly live if they beat Florida Atlantic, which I do believe they will. Um, and I'll say this, you know, always be looking around. Yes, I know, that should be put on T-shirts. Um, because here at Circa, they're pretty high on Memphis. And they're pretty high on Duke. Memphis is down to is 12 to 1 to win the region and your dukies are plus 575. So differing opinions out there from differing books and when you're looking at futures odds whether it be to win the region or to win the national championship, you know make sure you, you peek around and see what what other books uh have. So the long shot I'd be willing to take is Memphis at 16 to 1 with their guard play like you mentioned mentioned Kendrick Davis last night proved that he is an elite an elite scoring guard, Sean. So uh, that would be one that I would look at. The Midwest region. This is the region that will conclude in Kansas City. 
Houston is the one seed. Texas is the two seed. Xavier is the three seed. And the four seed is Indiana. Miami is the five seed in this one. Um, Houston at plus 160 at DraftKings to win this region. I believe they'll win this this region. I don't necessarily think that's a great price, though. A couple years ago, I think it was the COVID year, I laid like a dollar twenty with Gonzaga to win their region, and it was just a cakewalk. I don't think this is a cakewalk. I do think it's pretty comfortable they get to the Elite Eight, but I think Texas is certainly capable at three to one. That's why you know I would look at that. Long shots. Um, I mean, I, I, Indiana at twelve to one, but I think they could have some trouble in, in the first round. So. There's honestly nothing. I mean, of the three regions we discussed here, Sean, Memphis was the one that intrigues me the most and one that I might take a flyer on in that East region, but there's nothing in the Midwest that really intrigues me. So I took a flyer on Texas A&M at 18-1. to Okay. You know, just because of the Marcus Sasser uncertainty with Houston. Uh, I know He's Houston, playing, Houston, by the way. I know he's coming back, but obviously he's not 100%. Something is ailing him. You know, if not Houston, then I think it kind of gets wide open. A lot of people like Drake to give Miami some real problems. Uh, Kent State to give Indiana some real problems. This just looks like a, a shaky region. And so a team like AM, who played really good to end the season, played really good in the SEC tournament, uh, lost to an Alabama team that just wouldn't miss in the SEC title game, I, I think they're battle-tested. You know, I, I could see them, you know, making some noise in this Midwest, especially if Houston stumbles. I just didn't want to take plus 160 on him. No, I, and I wouldn't take it there. I uh, don't like Xavier, and by the way, Ohio State's okay. Just an update on Marcus Sasser. Um, he told me, the media, I'll probably, I should probably be 100% by Thursday. Jeff Goodman tweeted out that he is probable to play in their first-round game against Northern Kentucky. So I, I have belief that Marcus Sasser will, will just be fine. And uh, even if he doesn't play against Northern Kentucky, I, I think Houston has a chance to absolutely obliterate Northern Kentucky. And even if I, I honestly, I hope Marcus Sasser sits the game out and people are like, well, you know, Northern Kentucky, maybe they could give him a battle. I think Houston will win by 35 in that first. I, I will consider I laying no the doubt points they're with Houston. Win the one but I'm saying, game. I'm, I'm talking winning the region. I like a and I think Houston's going to run into some trouble. Cigar bet? 18 to 1? Give me my 27. <laughs> this is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Our only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VSIN experts like the GOAT, Brent Musburger, and Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today to get all the betting guides plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament for only 19 bucks. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN primetime. A uh, real quick before we bring in our next guest, Adam Hill, who is uh, working hard. I don't know. Nothing going on in Raiderland. It never is. Um, <laughs> case in point on shop around, right? To win the East region at Circa, Memphis is 12 to 1. DraftKings, they're 16 to 1. Bet MGM, they're 20 to 1. So once again, not saying I'm going to bet it. Not saying it, if you may want to bet it, but always look around for, for better odds. I, I'd advise to take the same unit and bet Memphis and FAU. Okay. That's fine. I like whoever wins that game, and I think that's truly a 50-50 game. I disagree, but that's why they play the game, and we'll see uh, if Florida Atlantic. I just think it was a terrible draw for both of them. Uh, but Yeah, I wish they were in separate regions. I, I would have both of them at least in the Sweet 16. All right, let's uh, get to our next guest. As handsome as the new quarterback in town. I would say handsomer. You know, 
to each their own, though. Adam Hill joins us from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Hey, Adam, Jimmy Garoppolo coming to town. This is not surprising. Uh, that's what everybody's saying. I have competition now, so thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> so how does this play out? I mean, look, there was flirtation. Uh, there was the the cute, hey, Aaron Rodgers at the golf tournament, people saying go to the Raiders. But at the end of the day, this seemed very likely that it would be Jimmy G. No, that he would ultimately land in Las Vegas with his former offense coordinator? Yeah, look, I, I do still think Tom Brady was plan A. I mean, I believe that all along, but there was always an asterisk with Tom Brady. Like, I, And I think every time we talked about it, we said it, but I think people left out the second part. It was the Raiders believe Tom Brady will sign with the Raiders if he plays again. But I think the Raiders always believed that it was it was between them and retirement, not them and any other team. So while they pursued that and while they thought it was a chance, um, you know, the retirement obviously changed a lot. And they always had in the back of their mind a couple of other options. And I do believe Aaron Rodgers was one, but I don't know if they – are totally convinced about where he is mentally and how long he might be playing. And, and I also don't think that they believe that they're a team that they quarterback away. And as much as the fans want to think they are, and as much as every other team is like, Hey, if we just had Aaron Rodgers, we can win it. I don't think that's the situation that the Raiders were in. And I don't think they believe they were in that. So Jimmy Garoppolo makes a lot more sense than Aaron Rodgers. It makes a lot more sense to me than Tom Brady it makes a lot more sense to me than Derek Carr. And if you say, well, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, same player, maybe, but are Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo the same working with a young quarterback who's going to take their job? I would say no. And I think that they're probably a lot more comfortable with, with Jimmy Garoppolo in that role because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of the future. He's the quarterback of the just right now. So it was interesting for me. And listen, I know the Garoppolo move gets all the headlines. What was more surprising was that I saw Jared Stidham left and signed with Denver. <laughs> uh, considering Garoppolo's injury history, does this now lock the Raiders into taking a quarterback with what is it? The ninth pick I think they have or the seventh and understanding that they could not even any of the top four be available. Or are you expecting a move come draft day? Uh, I don't think it locks them in. I look, they were always going to draft a quarterback, you know, Mark or Dave Ziegler said on the record, you know, in the last couple of weeks, you know, we expect to draft a quarterback and they said they want to add a quarterback every year. And last year it was, you know, chase versus a developmental guy after the draft. They want to add somebody to the system every year. But I think the plan all along has been to draft somebody. But I don't think they're locked into drafting somebody in the first round. Uh, first of all, they might not be able to at number seven. I mean, I know every year we think quarterbacks are going one, two, three, four, five, and they never do. But this year it looks like teams are maneuvering and trading up to the fact that they're going to get quarterbacks early. Um, and so I, I think the Raiders are realistic in that, hey, if a guy falls to them that they want, they could take him. I don't think they're going to make a big splashy move to move up. But I also think there is a quarterback that could be second, even third round that they very, very much like. And so uh, I think that they could potentially wait on that. They could use Garoppolo for a couple of years and um, even one year and, and bridge to the next guy. And I think that they believe Garoppolo is going to be very, very willing uh, in their system around this you know, organization to work with the new guy. I mean, Garoppolo has been the new guy behind Tom Brady and it never got to that. He's been the, the old guy around Trey Lance. And it was, you know, reports where he worked pretty well with him. Uh, and I think that they expect Garoppolo to not only start at quarterback and try to win games for them, but also to work with whoever it is they draft. But I don't think they're necessarily locked into drafting somebody in the first round. We're talking to Adam Hill, our good friend from the Las Vegas review journal at Adam Hill, LV, RJ um, Adam, just thinking about that number seven pick, um, you know, we still have many weeks to go. You know, the Raiders, obviously, uh, over the past couple of years, first round has not been their friend that much, but they do feel like if they're not going quarterback and we do get this rush of QBs that go, you know, really high and there's trading, it feels like the Raiders could have someone really talented fall in their lap. You know, any early feel on, on you know, who could they could be eyeing up at that potential seven spot if it is not a quarterback? I mean, they could definitely use offensive line. I think if you're going to draft, especially a rookie quarterback, and have him, um, you know, waiting a year or two to, to be ready to play, uh, you know, that's possible. And I think that there's a couple of guys that they could look at there. They can even maybe even move down and pick up more assets and get an offensive lineman. But I think they're going to have some very interesting decisions to make with some of the defensive players on the board. I mean, this is a team that is desperate for high-end defensive talent. They obviously have Max Crosby is very good on that side of the ball. 
Uh, Nate Hobbs is a very developing corner who I think is going to be very, very good. And, you know, they're bringing in some pieces here and there uh, in free agency. But I think you could use a big, splashy defensive player, uh, and, and they want to find out who falls to them. And, look, I think there's some options. I, you know, I don't think Will Anderson drops. I think he's going very, very early in this draft. But what would they do if a guy like Jalen Carter was on the board? And, you know, obviously the issues that he's dealing with, and it wouldn't necessarily work well with some of the things that the Raiders have had to deal with themselves as an organization the last couple of years. And I think it would be a very, very, very difficult choice to make. But if he falls, do you have to make that move? Is one of the corners uh, interesting enough to them that they would jump and, and take him? I think that those are all possibilities. But I think there's going to be some very, very difficult decisions to make in terms of, you know, do you make it, do you take try to take the best defensive player you can find or do you try to move up? And again, I don't think they're going to try to move up, but there are some really good defensive players that could definitely fall to them because of this run on quarterbacks. And I think they'd be very excited about that. I agree, Adam. If they get Tyree Wilson or Nolan Smith, I think they won. I think both guys are going to be transcendent dynamite players in this league. Uh, talk me through this for a second. I did like the Garoppolo signing just because it's affordable. It actually leaves them some room to, as you mentioned, upgrade a roster that's not championship caliber as we speak. But before the Garoppolo signing, they had uh, given the non-exclusive franchise tag to Josh Jacobs. Is the running back okay with that? Does he plan to sign it? And if not, does the fact that they didn't have to allocate, you know, salary cap, you know, limiting money to the quarterback position, are they looking to get something uh, multi-year done with Jacobs? Look, it's a great question and one that is, you know, very, very bantied about uh, in that building and certainly around all of Raider Nation. I think, um, you know, he said before he, you know, during the Pro Bowl week, he said it multiple occasions. And I think uh, he told a couple of people at the Super Bowl as well. I talked to him at the Super Bowl and he didn't say the same thing. But the phrase he's been saying is hero turned villain. You know, if they tag me, it's going to be hero turned villain. And, you know, he's you know, people might not like the reaction he has to the franchise tag. So I know he's not excited about it. But this is a really, really tough spot because I, I support both sides in this. Look, Josh Jacobs has done everything you possibly can to earn a long-term contract, except that he plays running back. And I think there's a philosophy, and I kind of agree with the philosophy, that you shouldn't pay running backs long-term guaranteed contracts. Uh, I think it's really unfair and unfortunate how you know the cap is structured and how running backs are treated, but that's the reality of the situation. I don't think the Raiders should do that. But who more exemplifies what you want than Josh Jacobs? a guy who just goes to work and works hard every single day, runs hard, runs with passion, all those things. Any, you know, anybody would love to have a guy like Josh Jacobs locked up, but I think the organizational philosophy is to not do that. And so they're at a crossroads. And I think the, the franchise tag makes sense for the team to say, Hey, look, you're playing for us or nobody, and we're going to keep you around, but we're not going to commit to you long-term. And that really sucks, but I get it. And I think a lot of people get it. And it's, it's going to be a very tough deal to do. We only have 30 seconds, uh, so I'm not giving you enough time. But if we haven't talked in three weeks, don't hit me about this. That's not a text to you, Adam. That was Devontae Adams on IG. What does that mean? Uh, great question. I'm trying to find out right now. <laughs> does, it mean, does it mean, you know, other, you know, friends of his around the league? Like, ah, oh, you, you know, we're not talking, but all of a sudden you're reaching out. Or does it mean the team is reaching out and saying, hey, man, uh, What's going on with this? And he said, hey, you've been talking to me before. Why are you talking to me now? I think it's very, very fascinating to watch. Adam, you're the best. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the tournament, fellas. There he is. Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. So long ago, Aaron Rodgers was odds-on favorite to be a Raider. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VSIN Primetime, and BetMGM, folks, is offering basketball fans a chance to win big. Really, really, I'm at a third, really big. The BetMGM March Matchups $10 million Perfect Bracket Challenge is free to play, and it's only at the King of Sportsbooks. Pick a perfect bracket, Sean thinks he's got it, and you'll be the legend that takes home the $10 million grand prize. Fall a little short, the player with the most correct picks for the entire tournament wins a guaranteed top prize of $100,000. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877 Hope NY or text Hope NY in New York. Call 1 800 Next Step in Arizona, 1 800 522 4700 in Kansas and Nevada, 1 800 Bets Off in Iowa, 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Contests not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Whew. I felt like I was in like a ge- geography class or something, like you <laughs> going over the entire map. Have I been in all those states? Uh, all but one. It remind Britain never. I'm never doing that read. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll leave that one for you. Um, all right, wrapping things up here on Vsin Prime Time. Um, we do have some bets that we've uh, we've talked ourselves into. Um, Sean is showing you once again the fair weather fan that he is yeah. liking Duke. I'm just saying, 2023 ACC Conference Tournament champs, uh, fifth seed, very very reasonable pathway. Through the final four, hopefully they get it done. Be a great accomplishment for Coach Shire in year one. Fifty to one, I have Duke to win it all. Cool. Congratulations on a souvenir that you can frame when it doesn't come home. Well, um, it's on the app, so <laughs> at least that disappears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am fascinated by that first round matchup against Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts enters with the longest winning streak in college basketball. Granted, they played in the Summit League, which is a league that is not very strong, uh, but a team that has veterans, has a guy who, you know, is one of the best scorers in college basketball, and Max Acemas, been to the Sweet 16 before, uh, got a big in Canner, uh, Connor Vanover, who's 7'4", uh, played at Arkansas. So they got some talent, man. That yeah, is a yeah, that this, is a fascinating matchup. This isn't an ideal matchup, especially when I saw that number sitting under 10. I mean, you like... You know, five twelve Duke coming off of a, a major conference tournament title. You like that number to be double digits, you know, feel a little more comfortable. But at the end of the day, the one thing I do think that Duke has going to them is their length. Really long team. Well, they're going to create problems for teams, you know, on how they defend. So hopefully that'll be enough. Uh, we'll see. I'm always worried about the Oral Roberts, the Drakes, the College of Charlestons, you know, because when those teams get hot, man, they can beat anybody in the tournament. So to to draw one of those, you know, in my opinion, better uh, mid-major type teams in the first round, it's 
probably the one hiccup that I see potentially for Duke. The biggest thing, and Duke has actually been defending like crazy yeah. uh, as of late. And and we look, they, they're healthy. They're they're playing really We're deep well too. We play about nine guys. Um, but the thing about Oral Roberts, which always intrigues me when you're looking for that upset pick, is the fact that they do a couple things incredibly well. Which is number one, they don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Number one in the country in turnover percentage at 13.2%. So that is huge. They shoot like crazy from three. And that could come at a detriment. If they're not hitting, Duke could blow them out. But if they are hitting in Orlando on Thursday night, then that's going to be really interesting to see. They shoot 37% from three, 56.8% from inside the arc. They're a great free throw shooting team. And 45.8%, Sean, of their possessions end with a three-pointer. Yeah, and I'm hoping so this all is, of that. I'm, I'm hoping this is where our length harasses them. You know, gets possible. them out of their rhythm. And they're not going to play in the Summit League. A, a lot of teams with multiple, like, guys. Like, we, we literally are times on the court where. He stopped saying we. Well, no, that's we. It's definitely we. If you knew when the Duke-North Carolina game was to close out the regular season, maybe I would give you that leeway. But you didn't know. I mean, anyway, we literally are. There are times in the court we have four guys that are six nine or taller. Yeah, no, I mean, and they all are athletic. They can defend. So, I mean, hopefully we're able to challenge some of those threes, get some hands up, maybe deflect some balls, maybe get Oral Roberts out of their rhythm. You know, we're one of the few teams that Oral Roberts not going to have a higher basketball IQ then. So, you know, I, I like that. You know, pointing in our direction, but a couple of those other five twelve matchups, you know, leave a, a little bit to be desired. All time, so the bracket expanded in 1985. And by the way, this will make you happy. Since the bracket has expanded to 64, now 68 teams, the number one team in the preseason has always made the NCAA tournament. Not this year. Yeah. No North Carolina. But And by the way, show up to the NIT. Those good people were nice enough to invite you, Hubert. Take your team. Make them swallow that medicine. Oh, man, I, I wish they went to the NIT. I would have bet like yeah, crazy I, against them. How you would not go? So all time, the 12 seed is 53 and 95 over. That's straight up against uh, the five seeds. Last year, two five seeds won outright. New Mexico State as a seven-point dog beat UConn 70 to 63. Richmond as a 10-point dog beat Iowa 67 to 63. The other two 12 seeds both lost and did not cover. UAB lost by 14 to Houston. They were an eight-point dog. And Indiana was a two-and-a-half-point dog and got blown out by St. Mary's, 82-53. to So the other five and 12s are Miami Drake, mm-hmm. College of Charleston, San Diego State. Yep, and, and St. Mary's VCU. So St. Mary's for a second straight year is a five seed playing a 12. This year they're playing VCU. I like three 12s. I know you don't believe me. I know a lot of people like San Diego State, but I think College Charleston is really good. And I think San Diego State is really going to have to play their best basketball to win that game. You like Drake. You've turned me on to Drake. I know you're really high on them. I'm probably going to side with Miami until I saw the line. When the line came out at two, I was like, uh-oh, Miami's in trouble. So I think Drake is live, and you know I don't think St. Mary's is that good. So I would be willing to take VCU straight up in that matchup. So College of Charleston – the biggest knock that I have on College of Charleston is their strength of schedule is just a, an embarrassment. But, I mean, where's Oral Roberts' strength of schedule? I mean, it's not. I'm not. You've got to be comparable, right? But you're making the – you that doesn't make sense. So uh, you're making the case that – I didn't say that Oral Roberts was going to beat Duke. I was just pointing out right, that – Right, 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 right. But you still gave statistics that – But you just said that, that Charleston – But they're inflated based on – Well, they're 30 – the But they're 31-3, and three, Sean – and, Charleston is. Yeah. Right. And they played in a conference that is worse than the Summit League, the CAA, which is 26th per Ken Palm. Summit League was 24th. And by the way, the Mountain West is a more difficult conference than the ACC. I mean, I, it's facts. I'm just I'm looking at statistical data here. I mean, I would presume that Duke would have won the Mountain West Conference tournament. Why? I think they're... Well, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's something we can never prove. Right, so I'm sure, just, why right, not say? I'm not, but it's not like I think San Diego State. If I had to pick right now, San Diego State versus Duke, I would pick San Diego State. Yeah, you'd be wrong, but I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, once again, 
you didn't know Duke really existed all year. You talked so much smack about him, but then they make a run of three straight games against I've Pittsburgh. Said, who, I've said on this Pittsburgh, show, who shouldn't be in the NCAA I've said tournament. I've show for about the last two months, not that long, but probably about the last month, 30, 30, 40 days, I've kind of mentioned, hey, my Dukies are getting good at the right time. I've said that. And then they culminated with the run in the ACC tournament. I just, I'm not a person that's going to publicly, you know, go out and, and advocate if I don't feel like the product is where it needs to be. I still support them. I still was watching, but. but so you haven't decided. So you've bloviated about College of Charleston. Put your money where your mouth is. I'll lay the five. You get Charleston. So how about this? Bet. So you're down I, no, 18 how about, how about, cigar How about bets. this? How about this? Uh-huh. I get. College of Charleston, VCU, and Drake. You get San Diego State, Miami, and um, Why would I like St. Miami Mary's. when you came in, you pulled out the bracket, a bracket that you hadn't looked at, and you said, Drake. And I said, yeah, they're going to win outright. So now you're going to get Drake? Well, it was more of a 5-12 thing. So. Right, okay. Well, we, that game could be a watch. I'll take College of Charleston and VCU. You take St. Mary's and San Diego State. For what? Two cigar bets. Uh, okay. All right. Bet. I've got VCU and I've got College of Charleston. You have St. Mary's and San Diego State. Okay. Yeah. I like both of those teams that went out right. Okay. Congratulations. Best of luck. San Diego State's overrated. They're in trouble. They don't really struggle to score. Do you know who would be on a, a favorite on a neutral, San Diego State or Duke? Well, they're not playing them. Okay. They're playing the Vonnet College of Charleston. 30-plus wins on the year. I like the way that sounds. Uh, one of my best bets, by the way, San Diego State, minus <laughs> five. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more